Hello everyone and welcome back to the In The Saddle podcast for our Dublin Racing Special. On this week's edition we've got Casey Midwinter as we're going to be previewing all the Grade 1 action and we'll also as well be speaking about our other fancies on the card and also as well a couple of other mentions for some of the other races going on this weekend like the likes of uh, Sandown and Musselburgh. But uh, Casey, before we get into the racing, how are things with you? You're actually going to be going over, aren't you, with uh, our very own Liz as well uh, for the weekend? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, there's lots of great horses out on show. Looking forward to seeing the rematch between Gallop and Deschamps and Fast or Slow, especially two days of great action in Dublin. What more could you want? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, this is always one of the, the best meetings of the year, and it's definitely something I would like to do one day get out to Ireland. Still yet to go, but hopefully it will happen soon. But enough of that, let's get into the action then. The first race we're going to look at is the 120 at Leopardstown. It's the Nathaniel Lacey and Partners Solicitors Novices Hurdle. It's a grade one over two miles and six and a half furlongs. Predators Gold is your favourite, 74. We then got Lachlan at 72. Jatara next in. Uh, uh, nine to two. I will be Bay eleven to two. Stella Story ten to one, and Dancing City is the outsider, twenty to one. Casey, I'll come to you here first. Um, Predators Gold's got that form uh, behind uh, Coldwell Potter last time out. He is going to have to improve a little bit though. You you'd have to think. Um, I didn't think stam- his stamina was necessarily guaranteed here. I think he's shaped like a three miler. I've actually backed him for the Albert Bartlett anti post. I just love the way he stayed on in really testing conditions behind Caldwell Potter um, in the future champions novices hurdle. That was over two miles, but he previously won over further. And I think that proved his stamina to me, especially in that tense testing conditions of that race as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see, seeing him step up in trip. I think it will definitely suit him. The extra couple of furlongs again at Cheltenham, I think it will be right up his street. Of course, he has got to prove it here first. Um, but I think he holds a leading chance. Uh, Willie seems like well stacked in the middle distance department. Uh, Ballyburn looks to have a leading chance in the Bering Bingham or the Ballymore. So I think like the Albert Bartlett and the step up in trip, it seems like it would be more suited to him. Um, and... There's been plenty of confidence in the market, which just further instills my confidence in him. But wherever he was going to go, I was keen to stick with him after um, after his second place uh, over Christmas. And I think this is the perfect race for him as a stepping stone to hopefully Cheltenham Festival glory. Okay, fair enough. I can definitely see the angle with him there. But for me, I, I would want to go with something that's actually got a little bit more proven stamina, and that's Loglin. Um, probably butchered the pronunciation there. Patrick Mullins uh, booked here. He's currently 7-2. I just thought that they should be a little bit closer together in the betting. Uh, he won a grade 2 hurdle last time we saw him at Limerick. I know they did maybe go a little bit slowly that day, but I still thought he, he won well. And he's got some good form next to his name. If you go back through his bumpers, you know, um, I just think he, there's a, quite a lot to like about him. And I think if it does come to the... come. If they come up alongside each other, the final hurdle. I do think that um, Loughlin might just have the stamina edge. I just like I say, I just am a little bit concerned. You know, it's gone from two miles here to two miles six and a half. I know he has done two and a half miles practice goal, but I just thought he was a, maybe a little bit short. So I am going to go with Loughlin, but Katie's going to go with Predators Gold. We then move on to the 150, uh, which is the McCann Fitzgerald Spring Juvenile Hurdle, another grade one. 
here. Stormheart is your favourite at six to four. Margebro next in at thirteen to two. Carlo Conti at seven to one, along with Kagis. Bunting ten to one. High winds ten to one. And bigger other rest. Katie, it seems like again we've got a very warm Willie Mullins favourite. Probably be saying that quite a lot on this podcast. Um, Stormheart, he's six to four. What did you make of him? Yeah, I really like him as well. I'm sorry to be a bit boring this evening with uh, yet another Willie Mullins favourite for Giggingstown, Paul Town, and on board. But I just loved the way he finished out his race at Prentistown. He looked pretty special and. I'd want to stick with him wherever he goes, really. He still looked quite raw, and you could see he was inexperienced. So you'd expect that there'd be plenty more to come from him, which is really exciting. Um, but on the rest of them, I mean, it's quite a deep race in terms of all these juveniles. There's there's a lot in here that could improve plenty and are quite unexposed. Like, Madsborough has been you know, well-spoken about um, by Willie Mullins and and connections so you'd expect that he could uh he could run really well i like calaconti uh, last time out i think she's a, a filly on the up um but there is one in here that i will just give a shout out e- to each way um i think she he's a big price and it's ethical diamond again for willie mullins but he's around 40 to one shot with uh, michael o'sullivan book to ride he cost 320,000 guineas. In July, he was touted as being a potential Melbourne Cup Pope in future and a dual-purpose horse. Uh, but he was quite disappointing on his debut for Willie Mullins, and I don't think the heavy ground suited him on that occasion. Um, so I think he's worth forgiving. Like Whether or not he'll be able to match up to the quality a few of the others in this field have shown, I'm not quite sure. But on better ground, I think he's going to be worth watching in future, and I'll probably have a quite save on him because... Yeah, 40 to 1 is a huge price for a horse with that profile. So he'll be one maybe just to keep an eye on. But I was just so taken by Stormheart last time out. I, I just really think he could be special. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in, firmly in his camp. Okay, it's going to be Stormheart for Katie. Yeah, I can see why he's the, the top of Ben. You know, he, he won well last time, but so have a few of these to be fair. Um, and obviously, he's the choice of Paul Tannen. But I wouldn't be at all surprised to see. Some of other Willie horse, some of other Willie horses uh, get in the mix here. Carla Conte, I think, is interesting. She gets the allowance as well, um, along with Cargeese. So they're definitely a couple I'll be keeping an eye on. Bunting as well. There's been a few people speaking about him. Have to respect him, and even in Te- in Tolotto, you know, I thought he was quite good when he won here over course and distance at Christmas for the double green. So I do think, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting race. I personally wouldn't have a bet in the race. I just think. Stormheart, you know, I'm prepared to leave him at six to four to win if he fair play for him if he does go and win. But like I say, I think there are a few in here that um that, that are interesting that could maybe outrun their odds. The one horse I would keep an eye on, it's not gonna be for today, but maybe could be a Boodles horse, and that is Jose Partier for Martin Brazil. Um we've seen these connections pull off uh, a lot of handicap punts that at Cheltenham and I think this one it's fair to say might be given an, another quiet ride if you go back and watch him last time out he actually ran in the race that Carlo Conte won he was beaten nine lengths on that occasion but he was never really put into the race I just think that they're searching for a mark they're running him in these better races just to gauge how good he is I'm hoping that, uh, that they do go to the boodles with him because I do think 
that uh, on one or two bits of his form, he, he would have a chance there. But obviously, it depends what mark he gets. But yeah, he's one I would keep an eye on because I wouldn't be at all surprised if he did uh, end up at Cheltenham in that race. So yeah, one to keep an eye on, Jose Partey. So we move on now away from the juvenile hurdle to the 225 to the Goffs Irish Arkle Novices Chase. Grade one, Marine National is your favourite uh, uh, four to nine odds on. We've then got Facile Vega next in at five to one, Founder 58s, Ile Thompson 20s, Charger 40s, and Sonikia at uh, 150 to one. Katie, I think the big talking point about this race today is that there's no Gaelic Warrior. We're not going to have that clash between him and marine national i'm a little bit disappointed that by that um, i have to be honest with you um i wanted i wanted to see the match because i just think even though marine national has done nothing wrong it was a very impressive chase debut last time out i think people were just getting a little bit carried away and it would have been absolutely it would have been great to see stuff a horse like gator warrior that looks a bit like an airplane um, take him on and, and they they go head to head. A little bit of a shame we haven't got that edge. But overall, what did you think on the race? It is a little bit. I was a bit disappointed initially because I kind of had it in my head that Gaelic Warrior could maybe go for the Arkle at Cheltenham instead of the Turners. So I expected maybe to see him here. And if he ran a big race and won or at least went close, I thought maybe he, that he could be the one uh, for Willie Mullins in the Arco come match. Um, but I think we still have a good matchup here. You know, Fasil Vega, it's hard for me because I'm a big fan of this horse and I, and I think he's had plenty of unwarranted criticism throughout his career. Um, but it's clear how much Willie Mullins thinks about him and how, connect, how much connections do as well. And I think you can forgive him his run at Leopardstown over Christmas. I have to say in that race, I was quite impressed with Founder 50 because he did everything wrong, really, but still won well. Um, he kept jumping to his right and he was putting Fasa uh, Vega off a bit, so I think you can forgive him that. Um, but obviously, going back to the Supreme form, well, Marie Nationale is the one to beat here and Fasa Vega does have to improve if he's going to reverse the form. I would have preferred to have seen Fasa Vega uh, make a step up in trip because I'm just not sure he has the speed over this this trip to beat a horse like Marie National. I thought he was foot perfect on, on his chasing debut and, and he hasn't really been tested over fences yet. Um, but this is it is an opportunity for him to be tested here. So I do think Fasel Vega is is going to shape into a better chaser than he than he was a hurdler. Um, and it, it does put him a little bit closer to Marine National in terms of that supreme form. But it'll be good to see the matchup once again. And I think it is a sign of intent that Willie Mullins has put him in this race uh, rather than go for the the further race. Um, so I'd I'd have some confidence that Fasil Vega will, will go close at least and put in a better performance than he did last time. But I'm still, even though I'm a big fan of his, I'm finding it hard to see him reverse in form of Marie National. So it's probably not a race I have a bet in. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And I'm, I'll be cheering if I see Vega on. But Marie National is look pretty special. So it it's going to take a really good one to beat him. Yeah, I probably just just agree with you from the fact that we, we really haven't got that much to take him on. I, I do think Pound 50 
is interesting and we do know he does have a little bit of stamina for further if uh, if it does become a bit of a, of a test and a battle between the two going up the straight you know we know that he, he will find because he does stay a little bit further but I, I do think yeah like you say Kate Marine National he's the class actor of the race I think you're right as well about Fasal Vega stepping up in trip we obviously know his damn Quivega was very um very good over two and a half miles and I, I do think he's crying out for the step up in trip and as I said at the start of when we previewed in this race I was hoping that Fasal Vega was going to run in the two mile five race we'll be previewing shortly on Sunday and Gaelic Warrior will come here but that's what it is but um Marine National probably hard to oppose but it would be nice to see something give him a run for his money just to add a little bit more competitiveness to to the Arkle division but hey um hopefully we get a really good race on Saturday afternoon we're now going to move on to the 335 for the Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup chase only four runners but we've got the rematch we wanted it's Galpin Deschamps he's your four to nine odds on favorite we've then got fast or slow next in the bet at three to one conflate at 12 to one I am Maximus the outsider at 40 to one Casey, um, Galpin Deschamps, is this the time where he's going to make it too? I think so. Um, I'm a big fan of Galpin and he's pretty special on his day. He's pretty much unbeatable on his day, isn't he? Fast or slow is being in price at Punchestown. It, different conditions, different track. I think Galpin Deschamps will be winning this and he'll be going very close at Cheltenham as well. The only horse I see giving him a run for his money at Cheltenham if he's on a going day is Shushkin. Um, and I think, although this is a really good matchup, and it is that unknown because you know Galloping does have to reverse the form. Um, I just see Galloping winning, and the performance that he put in last time out at Leopardstown, it was just absolutely incredible. I'm sure you'll agree. And if he can do anything like that again here, then it's it's going to be pretty impossible to beat him. I'd say. Yeah, I've kind of come round in the end. At first, I was quite sceptical about the form of the Savills chase. I, I just thought the race really fell apart that day and Gallopin just had so many things that, that went his way. Um, but to be fair to him, the form has started to work out. Capitano obviously won the, the Cotswolds chase at uh, Cheltenham last week. So that form got boosted. Fast or slow, I think this will be a good test to see where we are with him. Obviously, those two wins have come at Punchestown and it's hard to gauge him away from those tracks. I do think Gallopin has the edge over him at Leopardstown. Uh, Gallopin has always seemed to put some of his best performances up here, whereas fast or slow is yet to win over the course. Um, so that is something that you, I would have in the back of my mind. I think if they were to meet again at Cheltenham and there wasn't much in it, I think you couldn't completely rule out fast or slow, even though he didn't. He's not won at Cheltenham. He's run two really good races there. Obviously, he ran second in the Ultima last year behind Kyrick Rambler, and I think he placed in uh, one of the, he came second in one of the handicap hurdles. So you can't say he doesn't handle the track either. So I do think um, I do think it would be interesting if uh, if they, there wasn't too much between them. Conflated maybe on his day could cause an upset. He was a big price winner of this race uh, a couple of years ago but uh, Gallopin did did have his measure last time out and he was starting to fade uh, before he unseated um, at the last so yeah I think Gallopin yeah it's quite obvious here you can definitely see why he probably will reverse the form but I'll be interested to see how fast or slow he runs because like I say I do think that if that if he only Gallopin only beats him say by by a few lengths I, I wouldn't be certain that it'd be a, a, a one way um all, all the way for galloping and i think it still could be 
uh, a close match in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. So that's the way I'm thinking. But in the, in... Yeah, no, I think we'll see a better performance from Completed, though. It's just a shame that it's a four-runner race because I think Completed would have a big chance of kind of being in the top two or three. With only four runners here, you probably will now. But I thought like if there'd be a few more in here and Completed would still be quite a big price, I think we'd see a better show in this time around. He tried to make all really he was leading a lot of the way on that in the, the bad ground on the inside last time out in the Savile Chase. Uh, and he just tired late on, really, and, and that resulted in, 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 in seating. But I think we'll see a better showing from him, but I don't think he'll get near galloping or, or fast or slow. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just have to see, see how he gets on. But, yeah, it's only four runs, but at least we got the match eh, that we wanted, and it would be good to see who comes out on top. So that's the, the main races on Saturday covered. We're now moving on to Sunday's action at Leopardstown, where the first race we're going to look at there is the Labrooks Novices Chase. It's the 110 over two miles five. This is where Gaelic Warrior looks like he's going to be going. He's your even money favourite. should say as well that we don't have uh, the current fields at the time recording because they're going to be declaring on Friday, but hopefully uh, most of them will take their chance. We've then got Factor Far next in the bed thing at 15 to 8. Grange Clare West at 6 to 1, Corbett's Cross at 10s, American Mike 16s, along with Favre de Champadou, Nick Rockets 20 to 1, and bigger are the rest. KT, Gaelic Warrior, we were speaking about it earlier. Um, obviously, it's a shame that he, he's not going for the Arkle, but he is going to turn up here, so at least we get to see him this weekend. Do we think um, he would be hard to beat here? Yeah, I'd imagine he'll be hard to beat. He's a very versatile horse, so whatever the trip it is, he's going to have a big chance. He's got plenty of speed as well and, and has stamina too. So, you know, he's he's a real force to be reckoned with. I find it hard to know what to make of this race before we have declarations, though, because I think back to Bile is a horse on the up and, you know, he's, he's been very good. Uh, Grange Clare West, I'm a big fan of as well. Um, so until we see who's actually running in it, I'd, I'd be a little bit uh, hesitant to give my strong fancy. Um so we'll just have to wait and see, I think. I'm afraid. Uh, fact to file. I don't know. Do you see him stepping up further in trip? Do you see him going over three miles? Because that was kind of the way I thought they were leaning with him. But it's hard to know, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he does have an, an entry in the Brown Advisory. Um, it's just Willie yeah. Mullins bingo, isn't it? Trying to work out what what's going on, basically. And um, like with Brain Fair West, I think he'd be he could cope with this trip uh he ran over two and a half at nace earlier in the season beating hatwood and corbett's cross there which was a really good run but then he looked so comfortable over three miles at this track uh over the festive period beating corbett's cross by six lengths so i just wonder if this may be is short enough for graceler west um like he'll be seen as a best effect over three miles so that maybe would bring that speed angle into it with gaelic warrior probably take advantage of um, so I'm not like sure I'd be taking it warrior on, but uh, it, it depends who gets declared again. Um, we we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Because we were pretty certain that Gaelic warrior was going to run on Saturday before this morning, so we never know who's going to be declared with Willie. No, exactly. The, the one horse that is in the race that um, I do think Gaelic warrior will win, but I don't need to go into him too much. But the one horse that I'm interested. In here, that if he was to run, just to see how he goes, is Mr. Policeman. I just thought last time out, he really showed that he wanted to step up and trip, and he just lacked the gears for two miles. Obviously, he's got a bit of a big reputation 
um, from some of the, the stable tours earlier uh, in the year. But um, I, do, I do think that he is interested in stepping up to, to two and a half. I just thought, like I say, he jumped a little bit slowly, made a couple of mistakes, and I just thought he just didn't have the pace to live with the likes of Quilix, you know, over the two miles. So I do think stepping up into it might bring about some improvement. He's probably not good enough to get near... Gaelic warrior, but I just would like to see how he how he runs. You know, he's a horse that maybe is going to have a, a big race in him later down the line. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely one I'll be uh, keeping an eye on to see if he gets declared tomorrow. But yeah, I do expect Gaelic warrior to probably win this race. We're now moving on to the one forty for the Tattersalls uh, Island fiftieth Derby Sale Novices Hurdle Grade One here. One of the Supreme Trials. Ballyburn is your even money favourite. We then got Farron Glory at four to one, Slade still at sevens, Daddy Longlegs twelves along with King of Kingsfield, and bigger are the rest. Katie coming back again, another Willie Mullins short price favourite. Buddy Byrne, have to say he took a massive step forward last time out. He was very impressive, and with some of the races uh, that have been run over the last week or so, he's starting to look like he could be uh, uh, the, the main uh, contender to take the supreme, couldn't he? Yeah. I've always thought that Ballyburn is the perfect horse for the Ballymore or the Bering Bingham. Uh, I just think that trip suits him more. And he has got the speed over two miles, but I do really think that the middle distance is his his optimum trip. So although that he has the option of both races and the fact that he's in here and if he runs a big race in here, then you know maybe he would be a supreme hope. I just really hope that he'll be going uh, to the Ballymore either way and... I do think he'll win this because I think he's a classy horse and it should be very hard to beat him. Um, but there is a horse in here that I like and I like for the Supreme, so I'm hoping that he runs well. And that's Daddy Longlegs. Um, I think after the run he had last time when it was a bit of a just non-event for him, his ground was awful and he was never really put in the race and kind of looked after by Paul Townend. Um, I think coming back off that now, the best that we could probably hope for is at least a good run. Uh, really good performance and for him to like show back the form that he he showed on debut for Willie Mullins. I've backed him for the Supreme at around 40 to 1, I think. Uh, I think he's still available at 33 to 1. So hopefully he puts in a good showing, shows his well-being and then you know he can go to, to Cheltenham in good order. Um, so I'll give him a shout and I think he's around 12 to 1 for this race at the moment. So fingers crossed he's declared and he runs. Uh, but I think he's going to find it hard to beat Ballyburn. I just think he's got you know, that little bit of edge uh, at the moment as well and a bit more experience too that could hold him in good stead. But hopefully Daddy Longlegs uh, is declared and runs a good race. Yeah, he's definitely probably would like the ground to be a, a little bit drier. But yeah, one to keep an eye on. Uh, one horse I thought was maybe a little bit overpriced was King of Kingsfield. Um, he does have to probably improve again. But I think last time when he won at Leopardstown here on Boxing Day, I thought he did take a step in the right direction. Uh, he's achieved an RPI of 132, and I, I thought that might be slightly higher. Um, I was really taken by the way he won that day, and the second-place horse, Missouri West, has actually gone to the subsequently built-up at Ferry House next time out. So there is some substance to that form. He finished second uh, in the Royal Bond behind Farron Glory. I could see him maybe reversing the form there. He's got good form with, with Slade still. I know he was overturned there, but I just think he has been slowly coming along and he he's, he's kind of been learning on the job. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him run a big race. I mean, if, if we get more than eight runners here and 
he's maybe still around about the the 10 to 1 mark I, I wouldn't put anyone off maybe having each way on bet on him I, I do think he he is improving and uh i think he, he could maybe improve again so for me I, i'm gonna go with king kingsfield here but i can definitely see why Ballyburn is at the top of the market and is and is probably the most likely winner but um we'll have to see who gets declared on friday so moving on then from that race we're now going on to the 210 it's the Labrox Dublin Chase a grade one El Fabiolo is your odds on favorite force 11 we've then got Dino Blue who's an interesting um contender here at four to one we've then got Gentleman Demi sevens Captain Guinness eights fast or slow who's going for the Irish Gold Cup 25s and Saint Bra is 40 to one Casey El Fabiolo is this a penalty kick for him or I've seen one or two people saying if Dino Blue lines up she could maybe give him something to think about what did you think on this well she's an improving mate and she's been in excellent form so I can see her running well but I think El Fabiolo is a class above um and I think Captain Guinness and Gentleman Demi also have hopes of chasing him home Gentleman Demi has to reverse form with Dino Blue but you know, he is the reigning champion, so we could see him finish closer to her this time. Captain Guinness wasn't himself last time, and he was found to be clinically abnormal after being pulled up. Um, so he's probably the most interesting of the, the others, apart from Al Fabiola for me. But uh, we've said all along that, you know, he's a really great horse, but he has his jump and frailties at times. Now he's got away with it most of the time, and he hasn't done any bad mistakes but that's the only thing I think will probably get him beaten is if he does make a bad mistake and then the other's able to capitalise on that but you know he should be an improving jumper as well and he's a really great horse isn't he so yeah I can only see him winning really yeah I don't, I'm not sure I I always think he, he, he he's always close to making a mistake uh, I, I've never been overly enamoured by his jumping um he has maybe improved a little bit last time out i thought he he jumped a little bit better um but it'd be interesting to see how how the tactics go out here will they try and make the running with dino blue or would they go forward with el fabiolo it'd be interesting to see see how, how it's written i think if we were going to cheltenham i would still like to see john bond being ridden aggressively the way that he was ridden in the slur chase because i think that's the only way he would beat Al Fabiano to try and put emphasis on his jumping because John, John Bond is normally a good jumper until last weekend, um, what we saw. Um, so I, I do think that it's not quite a gone conclusion, uh, foregone conclusion when it comes to Cheltenham, but I do, do think Dino Blue is interesting. And with the Mayor's allowance, I wouldn't think there'd be too much between them. Um, I do think he, he'll definitely give her a race. And... I think maybe out of all the shorties, I do think El Fabiolo could be maybe the most vulnerable. That's just my opinion. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. But I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Dino Blue definitely had to make him work to win. So I'll, I'll definitely uh, be uh, probably in her camp on the day. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it might not be a, a foregone conclusion. So that's our thoughts then. On the Dublin Chase. We're now moving on to the Chanel Farmer uh, Irish Champion Hurdle, another grade one, state manager favourite here. He's two to seven, odds on favourite. We've then got Impera Pass at fours, Bobollinger eights, Echoes and Rain Sick Things, and Phil's Duzeri's 100. Uh, Casey, um, state man, is he just going to be professional again and win this? Yeah, I think he should win. 
and it'll probably be Imperial Pass versus Bob Ollinger for second. Imperial Pass maybe will beat Bob Ollinger for speed, but I can't see them beating Stateman. And I can't see Imperial Pass reversing that form. Although Imperial Pass is a horse that could well improve plenty. You know, he's a young horse. Uh, he's just run twice in open company over hurdles. But I didn't think he had too many excuses last time. Maybe his jumping wasn't as, as fluent as it, it should have been. And Stateman pretty much got the run of the race. But I think Stateman is quite straightforward. And however the race pans out, I, I wouldn't be jumping to take him on. I think he's a solid horse. He's the best hurdler around apart from Constitution Hill, isn't he? He's just unlucky to be bumping into him in the big championship races. But I think he, he'll just clean up it in Ireland in, in these events. And yeah, I, I think he'll win. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to oppose him. I think Bob Ollinger is definitely interesting. He looks like a different horse this season. He won well last time out of Cheltenham. That form got boosted with Maurice Rockwood and uh, well the other day at Doncaster. So there is some substance to that form, but he would have to need some proof again, Bob Ollinger. But I, I do think that, yeah, if Stateman turns up, runs his usual race, he's just going to be really hard to beat and probably give Willie Mullins another winner uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. So, yeah, I think, yeah, unfortunately, folks, yeah, it's going to be straightforward and Stateman is, is going to win. So, yeah, that's our thoughts then. Uh, on the main grade ones for the Dublin Racing Festival. Of course, there's several other races going on, including some competitive handicaps. Katie, I know you liked one um, in the three o'clock in the, the, the big handicap hurdle there on Saturday. Yeah, I quite like the look of Canal N for Peter Fahey in the JP McManus colours. Uh, he handled the stack up and trip well when he placed behind Will one of Willie Mullins at Narvin in December. He's up a pound now to a mark of one two five. I think he's unexposed. He could be very well handicapped, and I think he'll go close. I think this could be a the perfect race for him, and, and has been the target for him. He does have experience in big fields as well, which I like. Um, despite just being quite lightly raced, so I think he's going to go very close. Okay, it's going to be Canal and for Katie. I thought this was actually a very tricky race. Thought there was cases for plenty. Fine margin could step up after that good second. At Haydock, we saw Crambo boost that form. Panda Boy has always got the respective round there. Got some really good course and distance form. My main selection probably would be Goth Choid, if I can pronounce that Irish name correctly. She's been really progressive this season for Ted Welsh in uh, some really good handicap hurdles. She won last time out at Leopardstown, and I just think there's a little bit more to come from her overstand trips. I think she won a Shade Cosley as well last time out. So off a mark of one two nine, Shane O'Callaghan claiming five. I wouldn't be at all to see her run a big race. So I I, I think she'd go up, but as I say, make cases for plenty. So that's uh, the Dublin Racing Festival. There's also obviously some good action at Sandown on Saturday. Um, the feature race there is the Silly Isles, Grade 1. Only five runners, but I thought it was quite an interesting renewal. Hermes Allen, I think, should take all the beat in. I think he's miles clear on his novice hurdles form compared to some of these. I didn't think he actually ran that badly last time, but he just couldn't lay a glove on Eles France um, in the quarter star. I think he'll be happier coming back down to this trip, and the, I think the race will suit as well. He's got the measure of nickel back. The patron as well is probably going to go forward, so it could be a bit of a pace burn up. And I could just see Harry Cobden sitting in behind, tracking them, and uh, him uh, coming up the hill and uh, winning quite easy, actually. Um, Katie, do you think Hermes alone would have a good chance in the Silly Isles? Yeah, I think so. I think he's got the 
Yeah, I think he's got a leading chance. Uh, you know, he ran well over this trip at Newbury um, when he won a grade two. Uh, being Nickelback, as you mentioned, he's got that form in the book. So, yeah, I think he's got a very good chance. But I was interested in Jello. Now, he was very unlucky to fall at the first, I think, wasn't he, in the when he bumped into uh, Matata. It was quite unfortunate, but as long as that hasn't left too much of a mark on him, I think he'll run a big race here. Uh, he's, a, he's a horse that's improving and he's quite a sound jumper. I think he'll handle this stuff up in trip as well. You know, he ran over 2-3 at, at Asuka in, in December, beating Kandu Kid. I think there's probably a bit more to come from him. So he's quite interesting as well. The patron shouldn't be discounted. He's around 7-2, 4-1 now, I'm seeing. But he was much bigger um, yesterday or earlier today even as well. 6-1, to one, I think he was. So, you know, he's, of course, in distance runner. He seems to run well at the track, and that's always a good sign because the fences can be quite unforgiving. Yeah, I think I would probably be in the camp of Jello looking at the patron as well but Hermes Allen you can't discount him and it is, it, although it's only a five runner field it's quite difficult to work out and uh, I think you make a case for a few of them so it's quite a tricky race yeah I, I can see some of the others maybe maybe getting involved but for me I do just think Hermes Allen is, is clearer, clearer than them and I do think if he runs that newbie race on his chase table, I think he'll, he'll, he'll have the beating and the measure of, of all of these. There was one other horse I just wanted to talk about for Sandown, uh, the free 10 competitive handicap, 15 runners, but I thought Shamalak Leith uh, had a good chance for Harry Durham, who's doing very well this season, Paul O'Brien, but for the ride, he came second in quite a warm race at Ascot last time out. That day he beat the likes of Transmission, who uh, won I plumped him next time out. That was when Joe Anderson was on and he had that unbelievable seat. Um, he's actually going to be much better off against Transmission, who does reoppose here. And even in that race was wrapped up in May, who won at Exeter yesterday. So there is some substance to that form. I think he's a progressive stare. I think he'll want the ground to continue to dry out. There's no forecast rain. So I think the ground's probably going to be riding good to soft. And um, I think he's quite a hardy horse. So for me, Shamalak Leith, he's around about 10 to 1. I I think he'll be there or thereabouts, and for me, he's probably one of my strongest fancies on the day. But that's um, that's in the free ten at Sandown. Last of all, sorry to keep you waiting. There is one more, Katie. I should have come to you. Um, who is it you want to talk about? It's Fortescue in the three forty-five at Sandown in the big handicap chase. There, he's already been nibbled in as well. He he's come in at a couple of points. He's uh, twelve to one currently. Hugh Nugent on board, claiming three pounds. Off a mark of one three seven, thought he ran really well at Haydock last time out, carrying top weight in heavy ground. He was giving away twenty seven pounds to the eventual winner, Robin Zone for Venetia Williams. Stayed on really well, and it, it can get so testing at Haydock. I think it was a very impressive performance, and I've been watching him for a while now. He ran quite well at Chapter before that too in heavy ground when he was rated two pounds higher. I think this could be a nice opportunity for him. Went in form at Sandown as well, so he'll cope with the track and I think he's got a great chance I think he's off a handy mark he's a strong stayer he's a really likeable horse plenty of experience so I'm, I'm quite keen on his chances each way okay that's one for to watch then in the Masters Handicap Chase 345 at Sandown so that's what we've got time for this week hopefully Katie has a good weekend at the Dublin Racing Festival hopefully we found you plenty of winners as well remember to subscribe to all the podcast platforms we're available 
on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and also available to listen to on YouTube. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at In The Saddle Pod. Please remember to gamble responsibly, and we'll be seeing you again soon.